Hey everybody, I need you to know this is not an investment advice podcast, okay? The host goal is simply to unravel some of the mystery of what the stock market is and how it works, but not how to invest in it, alright? Now that being said, enjoy the show. Well, as my mother used to say, invest like no one's watching. To the paper jam. Yeah, let's do the paper jam. To the paper jam. Nothing's real, the money's fake. To the paper jam. I said to the paper jam. To the paper jam, oh baby, to the paper jam. Hey everybody and welcome to the Paper Jam Podcast, where every single week we randomly move our fake money from one stock over to the next one. My name is Mike Morris and I'm joined by my co-host Kenny Gray. Ken, how you doing? Uh, good, I guess we're looking at the camera now. I'm, I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm shooting right down the barrel. Uh, <laughs> We started filming these recently, and yesterday it was the first time we had um, a, like a, the full kind of film setup going. And uh, it was Vika, and she kept looking at the camera, and I was like, "Look at me!" <laughs> I sometimes like because so uh, that's not your friend. That that is my friend. You know, I'm I'm a ham for the cam. When the cam's on, I can't not look. Oh, I I I was thinking about that recently because when we do film these more, and we put some of them on the Patreon, and I was putting one on the Patreon, and I was like. I was watching it as I was like reviewing something and I was like, why am I not looking more at the camera? But I guess when you watch a podcast, you want to see people actually like talking to each other. I don't know. I, I, guess... I like to, I like to wink at myself in the camera for when I'm <laughs> editing it later and putting it on that I'm like, oh, this is great. But Ken, you drove me here today. I did. Yeah. I met Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Oh, of course. I met you at the uh, Starbucks at the corner of Vermont. Yep. And Hollywood uh, spent some time idling in a wonderful empty Bank of America parking lot. You very uh, gracefully and kindly got us all coffees, but we were hanging out last night playing Mario Tennis. Yes. Not I was Mario actually- Tennis, Mario Soccer? I, I had you Super weren't Mario playing. Strikers. No. I was like- uh, I'm very excited to to talk about some video games and whatnot today, but I'm a I'm a big uh, sit next to friends who are playing video games and just kind of being there. Person. You really like that? Kind of, yeah. It depends on what the game is, but like I spend I a lot of my youth. I'm one of four siblings. I had two brothers. We had a bunch of friends who were always overs. And and back in the day, like Nintendo 64 and Super Nintendo, like Super Nintendo, there's, there's only you know so many controllers, and you, you just spend a lot of time like sitting and waiting. I Did guess, you sit and wait, or were you always immediate access? You know what is you, you only say, had one brother. I feel like you got right in the the stream. It wasn't so much my brother that I would sit and watch so much as my friend Mark, who was like, who was an asshole. Oh, stop! <laughs> he was nice. Okay. You trying to find a funny sound effect? Uh, yeah. Like, cue it again. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was an asshole. There uh, we go. <laughs> Our guest is now finding out the level of the show he's on. <laughs> Uh, no, my friend Mark was the, the guy who early sort of, uh, uh, what would you call that? Like record store clerk, comic book nerd figure in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showed me Magic the Gathering, showed me Monty Python, showed me Final Fantasy, showed yeah, me yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, that kid. Um, <laughs> and I spent a lot of time watching him play Final Fantasy VII <laughs> and uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. 
And Ocarina of Time, I feel like, is the big one. Of I, people, like an older kid, like, you got to see this. And it's like, I guess I'll watch you play this one player game for four hours. I See, that's what I'm saying. I, when you say, I like it, I think maybe is that I Stockholm Syndrome? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's as much as I like it. It's I learned how to deal with it. And like I was like, I, watching you and Hayden play Super Mario Strikers the other day, I was like, I know this game. Like, I I'll, I just sit back, crack wise, and, and we'll figure it What's out. What's funny there. is the game we were playing moves so fast that literally every time we stopped to talk to you we would You're lose like, a point God, you idiot <laughs> so it'd be like every time you opened your mouth we'd like the other team would score and be like ah shit no we want to hear you but i do think uh anyone who says if you legitimately if you legitimately enjoy watching video games i guess it's different with like twitch because there is like a um a pre- now you got me staring down the barrel <laughs> God, you know, look at right down the barrel look at the you can wave to the listeners at home this would be this is great but with twitch it's like a personality doing something so i get it or like they have a skill level that is like unmatched but i do think a lot of the time like when i'm i've been playing the last of us again and uh my fiance is watching me play because she wants to know what happens in the show yeah 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 and she's like i like watching and i was like i think that if you knew how to play the, I think it's that you don't know how to play the game, and like if you you do want to play the game, you know what I mean? Just like you're, but you're intimidated by the, like having to learn how to play, right? I, I think that makes sense. Uh, your your f- lovely fiance. One time, I tried to teach her my favorite game, Monopoly Deal, and she so kindly was like, "I just don't think this is a game that I would like." <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, no." It's the last thing you want to hear when you're trying to teach somebody a game. Unprompted, I was in a uh, rehearsal and someone uh, said, the suggestion was like board game or something. Yeah. And someone was like, Monopoly deal. And then someone said, what? What's that? And they lit up the way you looked like, it's the best game. Dude, Monopoly Dude, we deal. we play rounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's like Monopoly, but faster. We play it all the fucking time. I always pitch it as imagine, imagine the fun of Monopoly in a 10 to 15 minute card game. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, but this isn't a show. I was gonna, oh yeah, I was like, I was like, this is probably a time where Kenny should introduce the show, but I always say that thing. So Ken, this isn't a show where I pitch Monopoly Deal, although I should, and you should go to your local Toys R Us today and pick up Monopoly Deal. Five dollars is the greatest game you'll ever play. But this isn't my sales pitch for Monopoly Deal. Ken, what is this show? If someone's listening for the first time. Well, about a year and a half ago, we started with ten thousand dollars of fake money in a paper trading platform, and every single week we randomly move it from one stock over to the next. Last week, our money was in. Uh, wait, I, we record. We, we just recorded, recorded it. Not yeah, not with with Ryan Clark. Uh, oh, gee, oh, right. Last week our money was in Yelp, and yes. this week our money is in. <laughs> GameStop. GameStop. And Ken, sometimes we record this by ourselves, and sometimes we have very talented, fun friends to come in the show. Our, our guest today is a good friend, comedian, actor, uh, and performer. And Josh Patton is on the show. At that moment, <laughs> you what? If you completely forgot my name, our friend is. Oh God! You, you, what, <laughs> what? His name is my former neighbor. If you, my former, I should have said also that Josh is my former neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has actually happened before. Like there was a good friend of ours one time, Will Gianetta, uh, like one of Kenny's very, very good friends and a good friend of mine. But I'd realized, you know, or no, there's some people in your life that you just don't. You realize one day you don't know their last name. Right. And I was anticipating that moment that about I might to happen not happen <laughs> right now. I was like, does he know it? Well, we just did an episode on our Patreon with uh, our, our friend Vika Stubblebine and she was like also sometimes you meet somebody and like y- y- like 
I know your name is Josh Patton, but I've never actually confirmed it. Like you, your name could be like, Patton could be your middle name. Is mm-hmm. your last name Patton? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like one of those things I've known you for years, but it's like, you never like, hey, what is your last name? Right. But you friend someone on Instagram and then that's that's it. And she was like, I met this girl once and we followed each other on Instagram and we talk about her every once in a while. And I was with my friends that were like, is like Sasha Fierce coming? And they were like, who? <laughs> like Sue? It's like her name is Sasha Fierce on Instagram, but sometimes you just don't know. Right. Um, Josh, I'm curious where... Where did you land on this video game thing? Uh, and so, first of all, I'm excited to have you on the show because Josh you. has a very funny TikTok where you, you you are one of my friends that I know knows a lot about video games. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to have you come on and talk about the stock. Uh, did we say what stock we're doing? GameStop! GameStop! Woo! We're excited to have you talk about GameStop today. Wh- did you relate to anything we were talking about with the, the older brothers and the friends and, like, the friend who has to sit on the outside and watch? Yeah, I mean, I was the older brother. Okay. So I had two younger brothers. And so, so they watched we're you. We're all older brothers. We Ooh. are older brothers. There we go. Yes! Let's go! <laughs> Push him down the stairs! <laughs> I never did that. I did. <laughs> um, so you were in control. Yeah, but we would take turns and we would play multiplayer games. And uh, but yeah, we started out with the NES, and so I had two controllers and there's three brothers. So fought to the death. I've got one brother now. What is the? <laughs> what is the? What was the marquee? Can you explain the getting your first system? Yeah, uh, it was our parents. I think it was a Christmas present, but our parents made like a scavenger hunt thing for us, and I really? was the only one of us who could read yet. And so <laughs> I was reading all the clues, and we're going all over the house. Meanwhile, I think my dad was like setting up the NES, like in the family room or whatever. How does this fucking thing work? Yeah. So then we finally got in there, and then it was all set up, and we just lost our minds. And it, we had the NES with like the the triple pack of like it was like Super Mario, Duck Hunt, and like this track and field running oh, game oh with like this platform they had actually run on kind of like dance dance revolution oh, really? but like from the 80s oh, wow. and uh and then we would just cheat and just use our hands and just go as fast as we could because you're supposed to run on it and get yeah exercise, yeah yeah but who has the time i feel <laughs> i feel like especially like as a dad being like i don't really know what this is it's like super mario super mario always just seems to be the marquee it's like the starter mm-hmm. of like especially with the n64 i think we talked about that in the nintendo episode it's like I think Nintendo 64 just comes with Super Mario World, right? Or did when you I would think, buy it? I think so. I think it was a yeah. bubble, probably. I mean, I got it. That was another Christmas present. Yeah, I got that with Mario 64, for sure. That was always, like, I... We weren't really allowed to have video games until a certain point in my life when I was growing up. And that was any time... If I would see like a shooting star, or if I would blow up my candles oh, and make I a wish, I, I, so I was like <laughs> looking right at you. <laughs> uh, Imagine you like on the front line, just like please. <laughs> I would always wish for like a Nintendo sixty four, or like a Nintendo, or like Super Nintendo to just like appear in my house. Mm-hmm. Eventually, my brother was just like, "I'm gonna." To my parents, he's like, "I'm gonna buy a Nintendo with my own money. There's nothing you can do about it." They're like, "Yeah, that's fine." Like, oh, what? You can do that? <laughs> Loophole. And we bought the we bought the orange Nintendo 64. Nice. Uh, the orange, the unit was orange? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, it had whoa. lots of different colors. I, I think it was like a Donkey Kong theme, maybe. Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't really know. But we got the orange Super Nintendo. Banana flavored. Banana flavored. <laughs> banana flavored. And we got uh, 007. Oh, GoldenEye. GoldenEye. Yeah. Yeah. Have you played that game recently? Not recently. On Hard Nintendo? to play. Hard, it, is, yeah. it is amazing how video games have changed. Um, oh, and speaking of that, I, I'm curious. So... Are you so Mike told me that you are uh, a fan of video games? Mm-hmm. Are you a PC gamer? I'm not. No, no. console only. Console, yeah. I okay. have a laptop that could run some games. I've just never been much of a PC gamer. Is there like a 
is there like a uh, like a, a West Side Story, like a Sharks, and like well, is there like gamers and PC gamers? It like- happened to me over the pandemic. My friends and I were playing a game called Apex Legends on mm-hmm. PlayStation Four. And slowly, one by one, they all got PCs over the oh, pandemic. Really? And luckily, they introduced crossplay, so I could still yeah. play with them. But um, I, I, I remember, I, I want to make this point that uh, the biggest transition for me in video games, I'm curious if you've experienced this, is mm-hmm. when I think Halo came out and it introduced yes. the idea of the two sticks of forward and perspective. Yeah. And that still seems to be the like, the hurdle for most people in my, if they, if all they've ever played was Mario growing up and then they get something with two sticks, that is what throws them. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot to, you know, I mean, it was evolution too, going from like it's super Nintendo controller to the N64, which is still probably the weirdest controller to yeah, ever yeah, yeah. exist. And like, I feel like that one is like one that I couldn't go back to. Like if I was to play GoldenEye on N64 now, I'm like, what? how do I hold this? It doesn't have perspective. You only yeah. move like... Very strange. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, I guess, remember yeah, like, wait, you're how, always how kind of like aim? straight. Like, yeah. yeah. You just look wherever you are and that's where you If shoot. you want to turn around, you just like run in a circle? I think so. I don't know. That was interesting. Don't we, at me. Don't at, don't <laughs> at me. But once the two sticks came out, I never looked back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was that thing we invested in Nintendo on our Nintendo episode and learned that so much of what Nintendo does is they're like, we do it different because we don't want anyone to do what we're doing. We're like, mm-hmm. we're not going to adapt. We don't do discs. We don't do... <laughs> and it's pretty wild. Like how... Do you mess around with Nintendo at all anymore or no? Yeah, I have a Switch. I don't. I play it probably, I would say the least, but like I have like the three major consoles. PlayStation is the one I play the most. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, and then I basically have the other two for their exclusive games. Like if a game comes out on all three, I'm only going to play it on PlayStation because I'm obsessed with trophies. And so I'm not going <laughs> to not gonna play a game on Xbox where I'm missing out on the trophies for PlayStation. For uh, for those of us who don't play quite as many games, what are your favorite games of the past few years? What were your pandemic staples? Uh, the one that, uh, one of my biggest pandemic games was Elden Ring. Oh. Uh, I had never really played any of the Souls games. They were too, not, I mean, they were hard, but they were too punishing. Like you would lose. Like, this you is would, the game that was like really, really hard, right? Yeah, it's Elden very, Ring? very hard. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like, like Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, that whole genre of games, they're just very, very hard and very, very punishing. Yeah. And so like the checkpoints are so few and far between that you would like get, you know, spend an hour like crawling your way through this whole dungeon and if you died you had to do the whole thing all over again oh my god like, and, you had, <laughs> and it was just like, to me like that part was like I don't care if I die a million times but let me just load right where I was don't let me to repeat all of this stuff over and over and over so you beat you know a hundred low level enemies just to get to the boss again and then die and then you gotta fight and then you all, have to go all the way like, back so I was like this is just too much time doing the same thing over and over again so I just like got burnt out but Elden Ring was way more forgiving in that kind of stuff. So it was to have the difficulty of like super hard bosses. But if you died, you start right at that boss door and can try it again and again and again. Yeah. And that, you know, repeating an hour's worth of work just leading up to it over and over and over again. I can see the appeal of like the designer of pitching the game. It's like, I, like I can see someone being like, let's make a game when you die. Like you really don't want to fucking die. Yeah. Like you don't you really don't want to have the to stakes start over. are high. You're very nervous. Yeah. And if you die. Like you, you'll drop all your stuff, like your souls, and that's like how you level up. If you die before you can go back and pick them up, you lose them permanently. Yeah, and so like you like carry around all this XP from killing enemies until you can get to a like a bonfire where then you can spend those souls to level your guy up. Yeah, but yeah. If you yeah. die, you drop a ball, and you Ugh. have to go back and pick them all <laughs> up. And if you, but you die before you get to them, then they're just gone, and then you just wasted even more time. <laughs> it was so punishing. And I, was I just, just like, want to play Mario. Yeah. yeah. My friend Aiden Harrower has a has a bit that he does because he always played um 
Do you play like Madden? Do you play like any of those? I'm not really? a sports person at all. And, like, it just in real seems life, like, and so the yeah. games like are not appealing to me either, except for uh, NFL Blitz on Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's the only sports game I've ever really gotten into because <laughs> it was so crazy and so easy for like non-sports people to like... What was the like thing with that game? Like, like you could like stiff arm people and you like go on fire and like all this yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. stuff. I do. I, it was, it was, on, it was on GameCube? Uh, I played it on N64. Oh, okay. Um, so it's been a while, but I just remember being like very user friendly and very like kind of over the top, like goofy. Yeah, and I just really enjoyed it. Um, but that was that was a bit that my friend Hayden has where he would always play Madden and like the newest Madden. There's always like scenes or like little like like screens of like you're making decisions or whatever, and it always shows like with Madden you're like the general manager of this team, so you set the roster. Like you play in real time, but you also have to decide who's on your roster. You have to decide who you're trading and stuff like that. So sometimes when you're making a trade and stuff like that, it's just this big strong coach like at his desk, like like <laughs> what's what like pushing his eyebrows and like grabbing his face and. I was always, he was always like, you think I like this? This is, I'm working my ass off. I'm working late nights. Josh, have you ever, have you ever had a game that was more significantly more work than it was fun? Anything that comes to mind? Um, my first playthrough of, uh, of God of War, of, not God of War Ragnarok, but the one that came out a few years ago. Yeah. My very first playthrough was on the hardest difficulty, which oh, I wow. don't recommend for your first <laughs> playthrough. And it was one of the hardest like game experiences like I've ever had. Did you finish? I did. It took a long time, but it definitely felt like way more work than like I'm having fun. I was like getting so frustrated, but I got it. I felt very uh, proud and accomplished, but it wasn't like what a great time I just yeah. had. It was <laughs> like, like I did it. Mom, I'm busting my ass down here. Yeah. So when the new one came out, Ragnarok, I played it, I think I played it on normal. Mm -hmm. And I had such a better time. And yeah, I was yeah. able to like gather the story because I wasn't like redoing the same combat scenarios like a dozen times right. before I got through and I'm like well, I don't even remember what the last cutscene was about I don't even know what I'm doing now I, it's been three days and I finally got beat this one little tiny dragon I'm curious so I um over the pandemic I got back into playing video games I think I, I trailed off right around freshman year in college so like um what was that the end of the GameCube beginning of like the Wii. end of college? Yeah, the Wii, PS3, that would have been right around there, I think. Like 2013? Um, no, 2010. Oh. I went to college 2010. 20, oh, 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 sorry, I thought you were talking about the end of college. Oh, no, no, no. So, and then I, uh, and the my friends who I was playing with, they had consistently played video games throughout, and I swear this is getting to a question, <laughs> uh, had consistently played video games um, like throughout college and throughout their mid-20s, late-20s, and when I started to play again, there was like a significant um, uh, like learning curve for me. And uh, basically I'm gonna ask you, did my friends gaslight me? <laughs> um, they told, I kept saying, I do think that cause you guys played video games, there are transferable skills, like in understanding like first person shooters or understanding like a game like God of War that is like makes like Understand, like, when you go to play a new game, you're more playing the game as opposed to learning how to play a game like that. Do you think there are transferable <laughs> skills in video games, if that makes any yeah, sense? Yeah, I think so. If you're sticking with the same kind of genre, like a shooter, like, it's most times it could be the same buttons for the most part. L2 right. is aim, R2 is shoot. Like, you, like they don't really change that kind of stuff up too much. It's when you go back and forth between, like, types of games, like... Uh, I, I like I'm finally getting back into Cyberpunk 2077 because when it Ooh. released it was broken and yeah. wouldn't work and now it's 
a functioning game. And so some of those buttons are a little bit different than like another type of game. So if you like go back and forth, like, oh, dang it, I'm trying to hit dodge for Cyberpunk, but now instead I'm like dropping yeah. my weapon oh, on the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're sticking with the same kind of genre, I feel like, yeah, it's you don't have to go through all the tutorials each time. Wonderful. And cut and print and I'll send that to my friends and tell <laughs> them they're all they, wrong. And tell them they have been bullying me, actually. <laughs> I just, that. Do, do you experience game rage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I have a bunch of friends I met in comedy who were all delightful improvisers, mm-hmm. and then we'd play first-person shooters and be like, fucking shit! Turn into monsters. Yeah, yeah. I kind of think of it as like, it's my like emotional outlet. It's like a, uh, it's like an emotional punching bag. I let everything out. <laughs> I go into a hot, white, blind rage, <laughs> and uh, and I... And then, but I, I don't carry it with me. Once I'm like done with the game, I'm not like thinking about it all day long. But like, that boss is so hard, I'm gonna kill him. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it's like, it's just, it's like going to like some place, just like top of a mountain, just screaming as loud as yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, and just letting everything out. I guess that does make sense because you, are, every time I've ever seen you, you are just such a genuinely like very nice guy. And I was like, when I, when you asked, I was like, I kind of can't see, but I do like that idea of just like. Like the idea of playing a game and being like, fuck this boss and fuck my goddamn job. And like, yeah. <laughs> like all this other stuff just like it's, filtering out. It definitely comes out a lot more if there's more negative things in my real life that are like bothering me, like stressing yeah, yeah, me yeah. out. That is like, and then I'll think like, why am I getting so upset? Like, oh, right. I got fired yesterday or whatever it is. <laughs> and like, you know, there are outside influences that like oh, right. I, need to, yeah. I need to work out. Like, oh, right. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> my family died. My wife, my wife left me. That's why I'm so fucking <laughs> dissed. Yeah. Well, we will talk a little bit more about video games. But Josh, this is the show is about. Oh, my God. Ken, thank you. <laughs> we always forget to ask the main question. It's my favorite part of the entire show. And it's <laughs> we my favorite never question. Do. And I always fucking forget. Um, so when we have guests on, we like to just ask uh, growing up was there someone in your life or some piece of advice that you had around money or uh, the stock market at all like for example uh mike's parents told him uh have uh, an automatic what was it uh, have when you get your paycheck automatically put some of it into Whoa. a savings account so you never see it or like uh, a dollar a day type thing was there any of that any I, financial advice i think maybe like the only kind of base rule I heard was like take 10% of everything you make and put it into a savings account. Mm. Yeah. But that was back when like savings accounts had interest that they would give you. Yeah. No, 1% (laughs) every five years. Come on. (laughs) Like my grandma would still send me like, uh, like financial advice articles, whatever, but they're like from the newspapers that she had, like from the sixties or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and so she was like, so like, see, you know, this invest in some, oil. Yeah. Joshua. Some saving account was paying like 10% interest, but yeah, that would be great. <laughs> if that ever exists. Savings accounts pay 10%. Jesus fucking it was, it was something so like dumb and non-existent today that like, if I were to apply that advice, it would get me nowhere. I can't um, imagine Joshua, you've got to like put your money in this bank. 10% interest. It That's was fucking crazy. Yeah. I was like, that does not exist. You get like 0.0001%. It's like fucking hysterical to me when my dumb bank, uh, I have I have three <laughs> banks, I have three <laughs> banks and one of them I fucking hate so much. Uh, say it. I'll yeah. say it. It's uh, it's Citizens Citizen, Bank. That's the bank oh. I have. It's a bank Kenny has. Uh, I think it's a not New England Not on the West bank. Coast. Oh, so uh, I don't know this bank. It is absolutely, they are absolutely fucking awful. And, and you have it still because... It's connected I, to our family, I think. In mine, I just like, I, well, because I have those three accounts, 
and I, I keep meaning to get a new one. It's it's just laziness and getting it out of there. It's like, it's such a bitch I to mean, do. that's honestly part of it too. I'm just like, how do I get my money out of here? <laughs> Literally, I, I've gotten checks for time. my entire savings account. Which is weird. I feel like the big function of banks is to, yeah. <laughs> is to let you take money out. It's, but they will not let you do it. Every time it's kind of like in a, It's a Wonderful Life and they're like George Bailey. They're like, Mr. Morrissey, no, come on. You, you can't take that much money out. Like you got to leave it. Account. Please. So they always bet. But anytime I see they're like, and here's your interest for being in our bank. And it's like fucking like, Tw- 25 cents or yeah, something that's why like I stopped having months. a savings account because it wasn't, wasn't doing I was like oh cool I have my money in two places and yeah, it's yeah. doing the same thing for me 100% so you just got it all in, in one just bank. to check an account yeah you don't have to say the name of the bank do you enjoy your bank it's fine yeah. I've heard people have a lot of problems with I recently saw a video where someone was ranking like the worst banks like in the country and the number one like worst bank was mine was, was, is it Wells Fargo <laughs> no it was Bank of America oh was, we well, invested in Bank of America and learned that they're a bunch of Money grubbing. Yeah, that's pants. what I heard. Wells Fargo was number two. They've done some Wells like Fargo's shady stuff really by like shady. creating like fake accounts for people and all this kind of stuff. But then a bit, I guess like Bank of America was just like the worst for like fees and stuff. Yeah, they like to slide a lot on the fees. Well, I there. like a bank that requires federal action to regulate. I like that when they you do something so bad they pass a law. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's it's. There, there. I, I used to have Bank of America. I was at Bank of America was interesting because I had a Bank of America credit the card. Patriots Bank. Mm-hmm. Patriots Bank. Go Sox. Happy Fourth. I bet for like Patriots. Anyways, keep going. Excuse me. Not worth it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I thought it was at Bank of America was interesting because when I went to college, my first day they were there. Bank of America was at my college. It was like Snake you need a credit card, thing. and I was like, me? Like <laughs> I just took out a loan to go to college, and they were like, yeah, this is good. You're gonna have this, and. Just so much of what they do is just like giving credit cards to young people and helping people get themselves into a tremendous amount of debt. Yeah, that's and where I'm at. Yep, yep. <laughs> Who is it at this point? At this point in time. Oh, but you were uh, so you have a you have a checking account. But yeah. you were telling us before you got well. Maybe we'll, we'll get to it in the second half. But you were invested in the stock market and a got bit. out. Okay. Yeah, I tried a little bit. I uh, messed around with Robinhood because it was seemed like to be the most user friendly, idiot friendly thing. Yeah. Uh, but now I despise them and will never use really? them again. Yeah. Well, I, I want to get into that after the break, which we'll get to the break in a second. But I think Robinhood is very interesting. And I was saying to you, Josh, before, it's like a big part of the reason this show started was the pandemic happened. The stock market crashed. Everybody around our age was like, all right, I'm not rich. But like for the first time in my life, I have like a little savings. Like Disney stock, instead of being $150, is $35. Should I just like learn how to do this now? And I will give Robinhood credit of like, like you said, like it's an idiot proof thing. They actually, I do think they are interesting if they do have interesting tools of like, it's very visual. It's mm-hmm. very like, here's the top trending companies. Yeah. And like, here's like how it goes up and down. It makes it very easy for you to slide in and put your money yep. in. Yeah, it was very easy. And they'd have like links for like recent articles about this company, like what they're yeah. doing, why they might be like going yeah. up or down in the near future and how that should affect you. And they'll have like the recommended thing, like 80, yeah. 85% say Bulls buy. say this, yeah, but like, bears <laughs> say this. <laughs> I didn't know they could talk. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's hold like- up, Hold up, one second. I didn't know they could talk. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Yeah, you take about uh, uh, <laughs> it. What are you doing? I don't know. Bulls and bears. I'm more of an elephant guy. <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep going. You can invest. Do you know you can invest in Robinhood? Oh yeah, you can invest in Coinbase too. You oh, can, I these... don't know how that seems fair. Or what? But... Let him do it. <laughs> someone was like, someone was talking to me the other day, and they were like, "Did you hear like Bitcoin crash? Like that's going away, right?" And I was like, "No." 
I not Bitcoin necessarily. Maybe even if Bitcoin went away, it's like coin-based shit is just never as long as we want it to be a thing as long as people want it to be a thing it's going to be a thing oh is that correct and yeah i mean it's not regulated and f- by the way in researching gamestop i i came across that in the 90s a bill was passed i forget what it's called it's called like the financial securitization something where uh they essentially said like um it used to be that if you wanted to create a new financial product i.e like all the stuff that got us into the 2007, 2008 housing crisis, you had to run it by the SEC. And they essentially said like, ah, banks can regulate themselves now and they can make whatever they want and we'll just trust that they're doing it correctly. Yes. And uh, I think it was Clinton who passed it and he has recently said like, that was a mistake. <laughs> I sh- probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Bill, yeah. there's a couple of things you shouldn't have done now that you're asking me for oh! advice. Come on, we're having fun here. <laughs> Uh, well, Ken, there's a noise I'm looking for here, but I'm excited because now we've talked a little bit about games. Uh, is there any other game thoughts before we before we break? Any other game thoughts that we want to get off our off our chest before we start going to the actual company? Uh, no, I think uh, I'm. Well, I think let's go to break because I'm going to do a little bit of explaining up top, an actual lesson for once oh, about ooh. shorting and uh, how you can get to having more. Uh, percentage of stock sold than exists so fuck yeah well then we're gonna hear about all that and more when we come back from the break Man, I love the Paper Jam podcast so much, I just wish there was more of it. Mike, don't you know about the Patreon? The pump and bubble what now? The Paper Jam podcast has a Patreon. Patreon.com slash the Paper Jam pod. What the heck is that? Mike, that's the place where you'll find a backlog of 85 mini episodes plus uncut video versions of our main episodes. Wow, that sounds incredible. And it's not just that. What? Every single month we release an advice episode. It's over an hour long where we bring back one of your favorite guests and give life advice. That sounds incredible, Ken, but... I'm a little tight on cash. What does this thing cost? A million dollars? Actually, it's $3.99 a month. That's just $3.99 a month. Well, go on down to patreon.com slash the paper jam pod and unlock all this fun. Help us support the show. And maybe if you're at it and you're on the internet, why not give the show five stars? Give the show five stars and do yourself a favor and enjoy the rest of the show. (laughs) Bye. Mike, GameStop Corp. offers games and entertainment products through its e-commerce properties and stores. It operates through the following geographic segments almost everywhere. Each segment consists (laughs) primarily of retail operations, including stores and e-commerce properties focused on games, yada, yada, yada. You know what GameStop (laughs) is. is This is such a long description. I'm looking at your phone. There's so many words. (laughs) All right, in a nutshell. (laughs) You know what GameStop is. Who gives a shit? Uh, Let's uh, let's cut to the end, though. Uh, GameStop was founded by Daniel A. DeMatteo in... Hey, is he related related to Drea DeMatteo from The Sopranos? I don't know. Probably. Six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. Whoa. Founded in 1996, headquartered in Grapevine, Texas. Listed name for GME is GameStop Corp Class A. Now, this is like a fast food podcast reviewing McDonald's, okay? This is yes. This is a big moment in stocks. GameStop starts in the late 80s as just a general like digital media store called Babbage's and Babbage's and stuff, something like that. Babbage's? It's called Babbage's, and they start selling video games. What is that word? It's just, a, I think. Do we know what that means? No. <laughs> okay. It might be a name. It's Babbage's. Okay. So they start selling video games 
it, as you might imagine, in the 90s, physical video games are everything. Yeah. And so Babbage's acquires other things called like Funko Land and like all these. I love, I know Funko Land. Did you have Funko Land in Georgia? I think so. It sounds familiar. It was just like a crazy game like, store. Yeah. Yeah. And then so essentially, crazy game store. Uh, all of those become GameStop. Uh, oh, really? They finally become GameStop. The height of GameStop stock was. 2007 or maybe yeah 2007 was the height of its which makes sense that's like i think it was like when halo 3 came out or something it's like as you can imagine the peak of physical games um and then essentially gamestop um starts getting kicked you know pretty hard to the curb by amazon and steam and all these other places that downloading digital games becomes the future and GameStop resoundingly does not join in, has no interest. Like it's like, we're not doing that. They start acquiring like mobile phone game. Like they do. They, they're like, when it's like someone like a bookstore being like, Amazon's not a problem. We're doubling down on coffee. And we're like, well, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, GameStop starts, shit in the bed to put it politely uh i guess impolitely that did not sound very polite to put it polite i fucked your mom careful now no i don't want to press the wrong button there there you go um but then uh there's a surge around like 2017 when like the switch comes out i mean the gamestop still has its purpose for new consoles, gaming stuff, headphones. People are still buying physical games, you know? Yeah. But it's just the the trend PC gaming is getting more popular. People are, like, downloading games. Um, and then around 2020 in the pandemic, GameStop has crashed, right? Who knows what's going to happen? There's a new CEO who comes in, and he's like, I can fix this company. Um, he doesn't. Uh, and then around <laughs> 2020, a very earnest investor believes that GameStop is undervalued because he's like, well, there's still like people still buy video games and like the PS5 is coming out and like people are going to go buy it at GameStop. Like we should GameStop's undervalued. That spirals into the Wall Street bets GameStop purchase. Um if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look at GameStop stock where it jumps from like $3 to like hundreds of dollars yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in a matter of weeks, days. Is that what it was? Something like I, that? I, like I believe three. the lowest was like $3. Jesus. A share. Goodness. But all right. So here's, I'm going to explain this as succinctly as I can. So. <laughs> Done. Explanation all right. Open. You guys get it. Uh, yes. To put it politely, let's move on to the break. Continue. Okay. So uh, it did It did start out with uh, an investor earnestly believing that in the short term, GameStop was worth more than it was valued at. That, so that it wasn't like all just like stonks, whatever they call <laughs> stonks. it. Stonks. But then in researching that, someone noticed that a bunch of hedge funds had shorted GameStop to like oblivion. And... I'm going to try and give the most succinct <laughs> explanation of how shorting a stock works. So, Mike, uh, let's say I have this can of chili. Yes. And this can of chili on the open market is worth $10. You come to me and say, hey, can I borrow that? You, I still own it, but can I borrow it and I'll pay you $1 for the pleasure? We have, we have if you're on our Patreon, patreon.com slash pod, you can see the video. So that, uh, let's actually do this. So, Kenny, I'm going to buy this from you. 
Right. So say, what do I do again? Okay. So you <laughs> so just this is yours. I, you just borrowed it from me and said, yeah. "Hey, I'm going to return this to you. And when I return it to you, I'll pay you a dollar." Yeah. So it's worth ten dollars. So you immediately turn around and sell it to Josh for ten dollars. Yeah. You're Josh. Nice. I'm going to sell this to you for ten dollars. Yeah. So so now you made you have made ten dollars. You still owe me one dollar. Yeah. The price of games of of the chili. Sorry. <laughs> drops to $3 and I go, Hey, you owe me my stock back. You go back and buy it from him. Yeah. For three. So Josh, give me $3. Ooh, so now I'm out seven. So you're out seven. You yeah. got kind of screwed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were fucked. Uh, I now have this back. Way. I bought it. Oh, I bought it back for three bucks. So now you have in profit seven. Yeah. You owe me $1. So yeah. you pay me, give this here back. Here you go. And here's $1. $1. I got just, six bucks. You just made six bucks. Off of I nothing. Sh- I sh- exactly. I shorted the stock market. I knew that jo- I knew that the stock was going to go down. So I gave it to Josh and was like, I'm gonna, and now when Josh is scared, I'm going to buy it back for three bucks. Right. So now it's let's nice do it. Example, let's do it again. Okay. Uh, yes. It's now. But in Espanol. So this <laughs> is, <laughs> now this time. <laughs> right. Moosey. So this is 10. So this is worth $10. Same thing. Mike, you want to borrow this from me? Sure. It's going to be I'm going to borrow this for 10 bucks hey, and I'm going to give you a dollar. If the stock ever goes above $10 though, you owe it back to me immediately. Okay. Great. So now you I sit, promise. You sell it to Josh. <laughs> Here you go, Josh. For how much? 10 again. 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Now the stock goes to $20 in the course of one day. Yay. And I go, "Hey, you owe it to me." Uh, Josh, I want that back, but uh, can I have it for ten dollars? No, you have to buy oh. it back at twenty. Oh, okay. Uh, so you legally are required to buy it back from him at twenty. Okay, and I want to put it up, but you're you're now still tapping me on the show, like so give me that. It, ba- oh fuck! All right, Josh, here's twenty bucks for that can. Say it nicely. <laughs> oh my God, Josh, may I please give you my twenty dollars for this can back? That's what I like. Oh God. <laughs> so now you're out ten dollars, and you owe me the one. So now I owe you eleven dollars. No. I'm out you 20 bucks and I, yeah, I'm out 20 bucks and here's your dollar. So now I'm out 21 bucks. Yeah. I was screwed. So now what if I have a lot of friends in the so, industry who can stop this? Cause it's not fair to me. I don't think this is fair to me so and I have a lot of connections. Okay. So one more time. Okay. <laughs> Basic thing. $10. Yep. $1. Go, $10. I'll give you a dollar later. Josh. Go, Josh, $10. Josh goes, Hey, this is worth $10. And if I move fast enough, pretend I'm a third person. Mm-hmm. What hey, you- buddy, third person, best friend of mine. <laughs> what if we skyrocket this price? Oh, give yeah. it to the Golden Skull, not Kenny. Yeah, That's the fourth the person. Golden Skull. The Golden Skull gives you $10. Ooh, thanks, Golden Skull. <laughs> so now, all of a sudden, we're starting to create this chain of value of like, this stock was worth $10, but now there's $20 worth of trades happening on it. So theoretically, it's like, wait a second, there's more money and value being traded than that's worth. And, and it only works, and it's only going to all work out if it goes down. Okay, so <laughs> in GameStop situation, the part that makes it crazy is that the investors noticed that hedge funds had done what we just did with millions of dollars. Yeah. And by selling so much GameStop stock and shorting it so much, they were manipulating the market and driving the price down like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so they were like, a bunch of people got together and said, if we buy it all, it's going to start setting off uh, all these bells and whistles of like me saying like, hey, if it ever goes up, you owe me. That's a call, I believe. And so as the price shot up, 
the problem was as they tried to buy it back too, buying because they own such large chunks of GameStop, as you try and buy it back, it drives the price even more up. Because everyone's buying supply the and demand, right? So yeah. the SEC steps in and says, stop, <laughs> and starts blocking people like us from buying GameStop, which is what the whole commotion was about because people had shorted GameStop 137%, meaning there was more money, more value of money being traded than the actual value and amount of stock. Yeah. Right? Like people, there was more money to be made than the actual value. That people exists. were buying cans of beans that didn't even <clears throat> exist. Right. Yes. There were cans of beans on cans of beans. People betting on bets. I'm betting on that bet. Yeah, yeah. The same thing that happened with the 2008. Bet, some guy who's not even involved. I bet that can of beans will be worth 20. I bet 50. It'll become 100. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like crazy money. There's only one can of goddamn beans. <laughs> yeah, but now it's worth a thousand dollars. And that wasn't illegal that they were like, ah, you can't buy this stock anymore. But like, because I was the, and Robin Hood got under like such fucking crazy shit for that. They were like, I'm not totally sure. I'm not I'm to sure they made it legal. But. That's controversial. I don't know too much about it. I know that Robin Hood stopped it because, but I, yeah, I, I don't totally know. I don't it, think they had the money to give people for selling it all. I don't think they had like that right. money on standby yeah, yeah they're a yeah. smaller investment thing so when you get all these people suddenly trying to sell millions of dollars worth of stock like we don't have that to yeah, give yeah, yeah. you right now so we're just gonna freeze it yeah 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 and you can't do anything <laughs> because and because of laws like that law that i mentioned before that was passed it allowed i think something like banks to banks and financial institutions and probably financial companies to be in the hole seven times what they have on hand <laughs> Which is fucking crazy. So meaning like, because, oh, it's never going to all fall apart, is it? Yeah. Right? So that's the GameStop situation. GameStop now has gone up and down. And the interesting thing about that is the influx of cash trying to kind of like occupy Wall Street, fuck these hedge funds. And a bunch of them, they lost billions of dollars. A, a couple of them closed because of it. Um, or one of them closed. Uh, and uh, the... Oh my God, I lost what I was going to say. I'm so sorry. This is a complicated. <laughs> I just like, I just always, am, well, I don't want to change the subject if you're, are you going to get it back? Do you think or you're done? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I just always look at the lowly GameStop employee just trying to sell hard copy like, discs of games. Oh. You're like, this shit's crazy. I don't know what's going on here. That's what I was going to say. The influx of cash from the tri the kind of stonk, which is the meme investing, mm -hmm. is an influx of cash that the company needed for the new guy that was installed to try and change the the strategy of the company yeah so the new ceo or whoever is there's some new guy from amazon at gamestop who is trying to make it uh now all digital he's trying yeah. to create the amazon of games he said which i don't totally understand that yes. sounds like a dumb thing that fucking if Silicon you want your stock to make a ton say. of money you just call it the amazon of blank as uh, so that's, that's the amazon a of hot dogs that's the that's a different episode of how i got fucked with the stock that is now actually on its way up but that's a different <laughs> thing calling it the amazon of real estate but josh you were almost like our field reporter of yeah. you were somebody we you came in and we were like talking about you were like i actually was someone who got fucked by this game yeah, can you I, tell us your pov what happened yeah so i i've been doing like robin hood like a little bit but nothing major and just you know but i would check it each day kind of keep an eye on stuff and then yeah i got swirled up in that whole hype of like the stonk memes and like this <laughs> is crazy we're gonna stick it to the man all these guys all yeah, these rich yeah. dudes like thought they were getting away with something now we can screw them up so i was like paying attention to like that reddit you know uh, yeah. page of all that and yeah so i decided you know because they were like estimating <clears throat> this could go like insane numbers and yeah so like, even though i wasn't like i was still like a little bit late 
to the party, yeah. I still felt like it could go even crazy higher. Yeah. And so, yeah, I bought a few shares and it was like, uh, I think each one was like three hundred dollars. Oh my god! And and then and it was still going up. Like I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is crazy. Like this could do insane numbers. Like I was like, this, uh, it's still, you know, doing well. Uh, and then Robinhood did the freeze, and yeah. that plummeted the cost. And it w- yeah. they wouldn't let me sell it. They wouldn't let me sell it oh. until it was worth half of what I paid for. Oh, really? It, it would just. W- I tried, and Robinhood was like, "Nope, can't do it. Wait, we're not processing these transactions." And I'm just watching the numbers go down and down. So I would have made a lot of money had I used anything were other to. than Robinhood, because they were the only ones who put a freeze. Oh, on really? It. Yeah. But, because they were such a small company that we that we can't we don't have this money to give you if you sell this right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they just wouldn't let me. And I and so I hate Robin Hood because of that. <laughs> because I, I would have made money. Was, even though I was yeah. late to the party, I still would have made a profit had I used any other investment, you know, website or app or whatever. That brings me to another interesting point. Another thing I wanted to explain, which is how people can give you money that they don't have. Which is like yes. All right, so here's an. A- I love this. This analogy. is the simplest explanation I have. Someone, uh, someone has a million dollars, and uh, a co- excuse me. Uh, there's a guy. There's a con- uh, a contractor, a guy who builds buildings. He has a million dollars. He goes to a bank and he puts the million dollars in the bank, and in his checking account says one million dollars. Then someone, a th- another person, comes up to the bank and says, "I want a one million dollar loan to build a bakery." <clears throat> And they go, great, we have a million dollars. Here's a million dollars. Build your bakery. She turns around and hires that same building, mm. the same, same guy. Yeah. Says, can you build me a bakery? He goes, yeah, that'll be a million dollars. So she hands him the million dollars. He turns around. Back, once he builds it, goes back to the bank and says, here's a million dollars I just made. So now in his checking account is should two, be is $2 million. Yeah. But it's the same million dollars flowing around. And the oh. question is, where is that other million dollars? And the answer is, it's in the future profits of the bakery. So that's how the entire American economy works. It's just insane. <laughs> it just makes it, it it makes sense, but it, but yeah, but so like, if they so if she can't if she can't ever pay that back because that guy now is spending against two million dollars, and the bank is hoping that theoretically her interest payments never exceed what he wants to spend because mm-hmm. if he wanted to pull out two million dollars immediately, he can't. he can't. Right. That's like so fucking insane to me. Yeah. Of, of just the absolute insanity of 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 just how much like trust and just fu- like it's all based on the idea that in the future it will happen, yeah. and that yeah. if it doesn't, that the bank will take everything you own and recoup it. Yeah, that's what I don't really ever understand. Where it's like, well, if the lady's bakery goes under and she declares bankruptcy, and that money's just gone. I also always think about like what happens where like I have. $70,000 worth of credit card debt and then my brother pushes me down the stairs and I die. What happens to that credit card debt? Yeah, someone inherits like, it, I think. Really? Are they, uh, oh God, that's awful. I, I never really thought about that. I think that it's like, if you want, it is a choice that you can have. It's like if a family member of mine was like, Mike passed away, he had $70,000 of, of debt. You can inherit his estate, so get you know his house and his stuff. You oh. also get his debt. Whereas if it's a situation where it's like, well, Mike doesn't really have, <laughs> he lives in an so apartment that he does not own. He doesn't have a car. Suck up everything you own. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but honestly, it's like, it's, it's like you can look at that situation and be like, you're going to inherit his debt and everything he owns. He doesn't own that much stuff. So I would maybe just like not inherit it. Ugh. So then it, but then, but, and I think that happens often. So then it's like, what happens to that? It's like, God, uh, the state or something. I don't fucking know. 
Josh, when was the last time you were at a GameStop? <laughs> yeah, I want to know like what is your experience with GameStop because I used to go a lot back when I was buying physical games, and yeah. I was a big fan of like the collector's edition that would come with like all the excess like trinkets oh, yeah. and stuff with the games. Hell yeah! I think the last time I went to a physical game was to buy to pick up my pre-order at midnight of the physical copy of GTA V. The first time it came out. It's come out like 12 times since then. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was in line, and there was like celebrities in line. <laughs> it was like, it was in, really? like in LA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so- Who was in line? Yeah, give us a, drop some names. Uh, well, uh, he, he used to be a cool celebrity, but uh, no longer- <laughs> Bill Cosby. No longer, yeah. No, <laughs> similar. Uh, it was, uh, whatever, who cares? It was uh, Chris Hardwick. Oh! Yeah, because he was a big- Josh, you got to leave him. so sorry. Yeah, yeah we, we, that was our show. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, he, he used to be a big, fun, positive force in yeah, the yeah, nerd yeah. world. Um, and that was at that still that time. So at the time, it was cool. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was pretty still new to L.A. Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this is cool. Um, but yeah, we're all there at midnight to pick up a game. And I, I miss those days because you're there, you're with like the nerdiest of the nerds. People yes. who like, need to be here at midnight to get yeah. this thing right now. But now you pre-order, pre-order a digital game. And if you're on the West Coast, you can start playing at 9 p.m. the night before it comes out. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's oh. what I'm always curious about. Do you do any of the like Game Pass or whatever that stuff is? I have like PlayStation the- Plus, and so uh, that lets you play online. It also gives you free games every month. And now they have like new tiers where you can like you know pay even more, and then you just have access to like this whole digital library of games. Yeah, that you just play at any time if you want. I don't have that, um, but I still have like the base level thing that I get free games each month and yeah, yeah discounts yeah. on other stuff. I feel like that. I just am so. I feel like we're a great. I feel like you're you're a like self proclaimed gamer, Kenny. I think you you dabble a, a decent yeah. amount. I'm like so. I'm so very on the outside, and I like. I haven't. I don't really have a system. I have a Nintendo Switch that I like nice. barely use, but it's fun. Um, but yeah, I know. I I hear a lot about people who use like the Game Pass. It's like it's like twenty bucks a month, and mm-hmm. you get access to a million games. But yeah. I do just love, I loved, I like, I just, the fucking rush of, especially when you were younger going mm-hmm. into a GameStop and or it's like. Or like a blockbuster just to rent the game. For holy the shit, yeah. yeah. I've told on the show before, but like the peak of, of my, like the best birthday ever was my 10th birthday because we weren't allowed to have, we could have computer games, but we couldn't have video games. Okay. And for my birthday, my weird mom. Line. Huh? Weird, weird line. line. Yeah, yeah, weird line. Uh, the, the computer games were just like Parents, shittier. I, I was playing like I love solitaire. Those yeah, that yeah, yeah. Minesweep. Yeah. Do you ever play like Age of Mythology though? No. What is that? Fucking, yeah. Age of the Empires. Oh, is that like one of those like where you build like the civilization? Yeah, 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 time? yeah. I never got into that genre of oh, games. Oh, dude, those were fucking fun. There's one. Isn't there one out now called like Civ? I always hear Civ Six. Mm. Civ Six. So. Like you like can build societies and religions and yeah, economies. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There was Age of the Empires, which is you would build like in in castles times and shit like that you build a castle and then, and then they made age of mythology where like gods get involved Ooh. and you were like if you pray to this god like you can make it rain whenever you want to or it's like this god you can like smite other people it's fucking crazy Ooh, i would smite yeah i would do i was i was smiting all over the place you wouldn't <laughs> believe it it was a mess but i loved i loved um just the fucking oh so my best birthday ever was my mom surprised me and threw a party and rented a nintendo 64 for one day uh. four controllers Diddy Kong Racing, and yes. it was like the peak of just uh, the, uh, like the the absolute fucking like full body buzz mm-hmm. of like going with your parents, and it's like all right, like you can buy a game, like oh, here's yeah. fifty bucks or whatever. Do you is there a time of like the of that you can think of of like a marquee moment of like I went to this store and I got this game and it was just amazing? Um, I remember. I mean, I've ordered like pre orders of some cool stuff that like I think eventually like 
went like out of like they only had like a certain amount of copies of them. Like I got yeah, like yeah. the Fallout Four collector's edition that came with like the Pip Boy thing. That you could yeah, put on yeah, your yeah. Arm. I thought that was really cool. You could even put like your phone in it, and it had like an app, so like you could it would affect the thing in the game. So instead of like going to the menu and like leveling up in the game menu, I could just do it on my phone, oh, on really? my arm, and it would like apply that to the game. So that's that was really cool, and I think those you know weren't available. Uh, you, they had like a limited amount that you could pre-order because they for the collector's editions because they don't think many people are going to drop like two hundred bucks on a game that would be sixty. Yeah, all yeah, the excess yeah. perks or whatever. Um, so they they would only basically order enough based on how many people pre-ordered it. Yeah, they wouldn't just like have a bunch. You couldn't just show up a week later like I'll take it's one. Like, like, I'll have one. Sorry, we had ten pre-orders. We ordered ten for the store. Yeah. Um. So that kind of stuff was cool, and like just going to those nights of uh, I remember the first. Arkham game, Arkham Asylum came. Oh game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. I ordered like the collectors. It came with like a batarang and stuff, and it was like me and my best friend Leo, and then just one other nerdy dude. Yeah, at this yeah. Game <laughs> shop in Chicago, just waiting for midnight to strike to like pick this up, and like, and then like, then the game like, you know, blew everybody's minds. And yeah, yeah. But at the time, like, we were just like. I'm sure it's gonna be good. We'll just, we'll I love what you're. That. I love what you're talking about too. Of like that's we talk about it on the show sometimes. Like that's when I when I fell in love with like improv comedy and stuff like that. Of just like on top of like it's I've heard people say like it's not even about the game of like me plugging it in and playing, but like like you're saying like being in those lines and like finding a community of like oh we're all the like dudes who are like dudes and gals who are like really we're here at midnight we're really excited it's like the yeah, community you, aspect is always super yeah exciting. you feed off that energy yeah if you go to like a, a gaming convention like e3 or you know any of that kind of stuff like uh, playstation had their own for a few years oh really um but then e3 they, is is it is it always in la or am i making that up i believe it's been in la for as long as i can remember yeah, um, yeah, yeah and then playstation had their own conference for like a few years in a row but then they stopped doing it and but yeah but just being around all those like super super nerdy people yeah socially awkward but it's so like, yeah. fun i thrive off that energy because everyone's just like so excited about the same stuff like there's no like judgment like you you can't be like too nerdy or too awkward or too yeah, yeah. whatever because we're all here for the same reason yeah no did one... you ever do like land parties a little bit yeah um we uh, in high school, you know, we would get together and do like Halo and stuff like that, and yeah, that was a lot of fun too. That was probably the peak of my like video game excitement. Was my friend Chris Moore in high school? He had two Xboxes, and he would bring them into my uh, into my house. And my basement had this weird kind of wall. Uh, with a doorway and like there was like a finished side of the basin and then there was like, like a basement side of the basement so we would run the land like through the door so it was like there's a door separating us and yeah. we were playing uh, we were playing halo like eight of us and just like the fucking buzz of you ever play zombies on halo not on not on Halo. I remember playing that on one of the Call of Duties. I think they had a zombie yeah. mode where you had like board up the windows and stuff before they would come. Yeah, and it's like one person starts as a zombie, and as soon as they kill someone, then that person gets uh, a zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I like. I get like buzz just like thinking about it. Of just like you'd play or like you'd play like four on four, and then like there was always this moment of like you're playing four on four, and then the game ends, and some one of the teams on one side of the wall would win, and when you lost, they're like. Four seconds before Chris Moore would open the door and just like walk in, like is he one of it? Like, like no, no, he's come. Yeah. Fuck, I can't it's do like with the this. Lobby so like, chat after a multiplayer game online, literally, like, yeah. in person. They're coming in like you know, 
rub it in your face. Well, well, well. <laughs> it's like, God, <laughs> fuck sucks. you, no. <laughs> my brothers and I, we were talking about Goldeneye on 64 earlier. You know, you it's just split screen. So you see each other. It's, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop like, looking at my screen, Yeah, Chris. sometimes we like, put like little dividers on the TV. And, uh, <laughs> we would make up our own games. We'd basically play hide and seek. Where like one person would have to leave the room and that person would go try to find the most obscure spot on the map yeah, to go yeah, yeah. hide. Because they could see your screen. Or, or they would come back and we would like uh, hide like half the screen with like hiding a Paper, like looking like, in the corner so it's me. black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh my god. So we just make up our own multiplayer games. That's so funny too. Of like before the internet, that was on Goldeneye, you said. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, we would do that too. You play hide and seek, and it was like, and then there was always was like, no, I don't want to fucking play goddamn hide and seek. But like, I don't know where I guess we I just want to like play Monopoly deal. deal. Yeah, now that I could be on board with. Um, Ken, are you what was your peak uh video game system, peak time in your life when Ooh. you were the time I played the most games, ooh, I, I think it would have to be when the GameCube first came out. Mm. Um, the games I remember playing into oblivion were like the original Luigi's Mansion, Paper, oh. Paper Mario. Um, but then for PlayStation 2, I also played an aggressive amount of the f- Star Wars Battlefront 2. Is that the Oh, one? yeah. Okay. That the, game was fucking awesome. The first one. And then... Um, God, I don't know. I really got, I, I do. Um, you know, what? as you say this, my peak video game experience, I think, is that when I first, when I recently bought, like a few years ago, bought a PlayStation Four and played Uncharted Four, and I hadn't played video games in forever. So you hadn't played the first three Uncharted's? No. Oh, what an interesting experience that must have been. <laughs> and so it was just like this wave of like, holy shit, video games rock! <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I loved it. And then I played GTA Five, and I played, I had played LA Noir and some other games. Like, LA, did you play that, Josh? A little bit, but I, I didn't. But it, it took over my friend group's life. It was such a cool concept, but I was like getting. I, I, I'm like such a like perfectionist with games, so if I yeah. like if I like came out of like a conversation with only like ninety percent of the clues like found, I'm like no, yeah. I do it again. <laughs> Let me re- rehash this conversation. I must find every single nuance. And... Are you a one hundred percenter? Oh games? yeah, really? Yeah, I platinum like anything wow. I play. Basically, that, that's why you know that I that is a level man. That is I have deep respect for your. <laughs> <laughs> that is so intense. I. Just, meaning like you do all the missions you do you all the missions find all the collectibles oh my do fucking god all that stuff i will put i will dump so many hours into <laughs> a game that's to, again that's the like you think i like this <laughs> i gotta fucking i gotta find all the goddamn like well, uh, construction hats and mm-hmm. i can't find them yeah i'm missing one like where is it we could cut this out are you ever cheating you ever using like the game Mike, come on <laughs> what? well like we asked the real questions on this show no i i will do that at the end if i i'll i'll you know, like, like Un- uncharted game you got to find all the hidden like mm-hmm. jewels and stuff like that so i will do my best on like a pl- one or two like playthroughs like i'll do like new game plus to like finish leveling up the weapons for all those trophies and if there are any collectibles i still have not found then yeah i'll youtube it just to like yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where's right. this dang thing and like, when i see it like i never would have found that that's insane. yeah 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 i have this like disgusting habit where i'm like i was uh similar to like the watching jeremy schmidt my neighbor play ocarina of time and be like you gotta watch me play this it's crazy <laughs> i like never really had it and i never really and then i got it when i was uh, after a while it was like a little too i got i didn't get ocarina of time legend of zelda i got uh, Majora's Mask, which was okay. very confusing as a, a scary kid. sequel. Scary yeah. sequel. 
Um, but now as an adult, I have an N64 and I play, I bought Ocarina of Time. And sometimes I just like go online and watch the tutorials for almost every part of the game. <laughs> I'm just well, like, I don't to want to those... figure it out. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, the the guides. I had the those. guys. Those were very helpful. Dude, some I kid had that those. in school and you were like, let me see that Yeah, thing. let me read that. You're just looking at it. Because sometimes the guides would come out before the game would come out. Yeah. So you could oh, like, really? like a week before, you, so you could be reading all about Ocarina of Time and like yeah, see yeah, all yeah. the pictures and everything. But yeah, I remember I had the guide. I think I had the guide for that. I had the guide for GoldenEye because like you had, there's like all the cheat codes you could get for multiplayer. But yeah, oh, yeah. you had to beat like the level facility on like under two minutes and ten seconds, which was like insanely hard to do. But like yeah. that would at least told you like what your goal was. Yeah, yeah, for everything. Yeah. Otherwise, you just had to kind of guess. What was that Nintendo Power? Or yeah, no, was that, yeah, that was a magazine. That was yeah. a magazine. But then yeah. they also had like the gamer guides for like just a game. It was like a thick magazine. I had the I'm the one that I most lo- I think most lovingly had was the Pokemon one. And I do think that if I in oh retrospect my God. the the system that means the most to me is probably the Game Boy. Yeah, the Game Boy on. with the original Pokemon, red and blue. Yeah. Oh my god. I still break that thing out. Game Boy Advance too. I have it. I like um like sentimentally brought it with me to California. It's just oh, sitting yeah. in my like desk drawers, like my Game Boy Advance that I played. Well, I interact at family functions. When you, <laughs> when you could be sitting in the corner. And that was such a cool little mechanic, too, where you like plug in your Game Boy to someone else's. You could trade. Pokemon. Oh, my God. Like, that was so like revolutionary. That was not. That was Were you big on the Game Boy scene? Uh, I mean, I had one for like car rides and stuff, but I didn't have a ton of games for it until yeah, yeah. like Pokemon. But, you know, play like Tetris or so, you know that kind of stuff where I had a Ninja, Ninja Turtle game that I liked a lot. Um, Ooh. But. Uh, but yeah, but then when Pokemon came out, I got it mostly because my youngest brother was like into Pokemon and that helped me get into Pokemon because we could play together. He, I had red, he had blue and we could trade stuff. That was, yeah, my brother and I had the same thing and that was the best. Stuff. Like even if you didn't watch the show or whatever, like the design of the Pokemon game was the most addicting mm-hmm. fucking thing. And I can't think of a worse feeling than being like in the car ride home or whatever and you haven't saved your game and you're uh-huh. in a battle or something and that like battery light is getting so dim and you're like, I didn't fucking save. Yeah. Like I gotta save this damn thing. Yeah, that was the problem with the earlier systems. Like, NES had no save function. Yep. Oh yeah, and it would burn out. Yeah, Remember so that? If you wanted to play, if you're trying to beat Mario, yeah, in world like eight, you can like pause it while you go to school, and then hope that it no one reset it or anything by the time. Oh, you it get had home. no save system at no all. No. Oh my god. <laughs> so you just had to like, if you wanted to beat it, you just had to do leave without it a bender. Just leave it on. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my god, and just hope that people believe you that when you say that you did it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, Ken, I do I do think we gotta say, I don't know if people are gonna believe this or not, but we put all of our money into GameStop this week. Where are you going? <laughs> I, I, I thought I had the drive for the paper jam on my phone. I don't Oh I Ken. The money down. It's on my computer. All right, well then let's let's conversation. No, then let's keep talking. Let's keep talking about Game Boy for yeah, a second. Okay. So uh what did you were was your first Game Boy the Game Boy Pocket, black and white? Or do you have the original, the, just the, the full original, on, the fat, big white block? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I had oh, the original, really? yeah, I and I would have to have because you know there's no backlighting, so I had like this little clamp on lamp that you would yeah. put on for like if you're on the in the car at night. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Could see what's going on. You know what's funny? When we moved into our place here in Los Angeles, a family used to live where we live, and in a closet I found one of those. Nice. The like Game Boy Curly. Really? Light. Yeah. And I was like, I bet the dad gave this to their child. So they would yeah. stop having the interior lights on while they're driving at night. Because <laughs> like apparently you can't see if that's on. They should put that in the Zillow. When you buy the house, you get the. <laughs> <laughs> Did I you guys? The ter- uh, those Pokemon games got me into like turn-based RPGs because I had never really liked that 
style. I didn't yeah. like the whole pause. And like, like I tried playing a Final Fantasy, I think, like on PlayStation. Yeah. But I didn't like you, you walk three steps and it's like a battle. And it's like, I go. Now yeah. You yeah. go. Now I, this is so slow. My brother plays all those old games on an emulator and it's sped up to like two times speed so that oh, you okay. don't you have to sit so the and wait, wait time. That. And it removes some of the, anim- like the fight animations. Like he replays Pokemon at twice the speed and all the <laughs> fight animations are removed. And I was like, Jesus. But That's... I guess he's like, with then the you're w- just reading. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just fucking reading a book at this point. Hyperbeam. Dun, dun, dun. All right. And then go. <laughs> I guess, yeah, like you're saying, like without the like, and with the like, like the like Pokemon, like Was it moving off like, screen. Oh, oh yeah. and it's so funny of like, yeah, kind of like you're talking about with 007, with Goldeneye of like, the I guess my imagination or something like I was like being there like oh my god a fucking Wigglypuff this is crazy and then you look back and it's like it's just like a still image that like slides onto the screen I'm like this shit sucks. Uh, speaking of this shit sucks, <clears throat> I hope that's not a spoiler. Uh, would you like to find out what happened with our money, Josh? Yes. Uh, quick, uh, quick gentleman's bet. Do you think it went up or down? You put this in last week. We put it in GameStop for one full week. Hmm. I'm going to guess down. All right. All right. <sighs> Keith, hit the drums, baby. Last week, our money was in Yelp, and we ended with $7,852.05. And then we put it all in GameStop, and we made $144.60, hey, hey. bringing us up to $7,996.65. Right nice. on the cusp of eight. So we're about to break into the 8000 Club. No, Mike, that's Wait. not how gambling works. Come on! <laughs> um, we may or may not go above 8,000. If we go up one more, we probably will. We haven't technically sold GameStop yet, so there is a Ooh. chance when we sell it, we could, could plummet <laughs> by the time we finish. Yeah, recording. that could very easily. Because we're recording on a Sunday. We yeah. could try and sell it after hours, but that has. That just. Uh, the the trading platform that we are using, which I will not name until they start paying us, <laughs> has been shitting the bed. I mean, they, it is free. Uh, it's free, are... but it works way shittier than it used to. Are you noticing? Do you buy yeah. it anymore? Like when you try to buy, I have to buy it in like chunks. It's almost like what we're doing, trading fake money on their platform is not a priority. It's not, what, it's not what they want people to be doing, You're supposed to enough. use it for a few weeks to train, not a year and a half. Yeah, they're like, show. who is this fucking guy that keeps buying? He's selling a fucking idiot. Uh, and yeah, Josh, we are initial investment. So we started with $10,000. Mm-hmm. We initially went into Build-A-Bear Workshop and made okay. like a good chunk of money. Oh, nice. Um, and we originally, for a little while, we got like $10,000, like, like a little down. We got to like mid-11,000s. And then since then, we've just like, absolutely fucking shit the bed we've gotten down to almost five thousand. we uh we invent we were in amc the week that the ceo and cfo sold all their stock and resigned that was and a we big lost, one for I us think, over a thousand dollars it's like a day that was really bad um but we're inching back up where we our goal now is it's to get to the initial investment of ten thousand. and so the question the question would be why is gamestop going up uh, yes. The answer, if you search GameStop stock news, is a sea of information that is <laughs> in, impossible to parse. I don't know. It seems like people do somewhat believe in GameStop. It seems like it also just goes up and down. Do uh, you, Josh, when you were in the in the trenches, like what were those Reddit? You were like in the like Reddit forums and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Was it just like mayhem? Everyone was like, it was so positive. Everyone was like, diamond hands, diamond hands, like hold, yeah, hold, yeah. hold. Like who cares diamond what happens? Hands. That was like the whole thing. And and you know, everyone had to like keep saying that like you know, this is not stock advice. I'm an idiot. I'm an ape. And yeah, like, you know, don't oh, trust the me. Apes. Yeah. yeah. What was that like? That was just like basically just saying like, 
we're all dumb, and but we're beating the actual like stock market geniuses yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, and basically, also, she couldn't get in trouble for like encouraging people to like buy into this. Like, I'm not a advisor. I'm an ape. I'm an idiot. Yeah. And uh, they would also use the R word a lot, which I'm oh <laughs> not on board with that one. But that <laughs> I just was, I got to name it and just yeah. let people know. But that that was a very common one. It was either ape or that. Like, don't trust me. I'm a oh whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Know, Jesus Christ. What a yeah. beautiful place. Yeah. And then people yeah, go in and be like, all right, so I put my life savings here <laughs> yeah. with you guys. Yeah, yeah, we're all in this together. But um, did you feel that like sense of camaraderie in the community? Yeah, it was fun. And uh, I would you know hop in there and stuff like that. Like, oh, I just bought some. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. A new ape, a new ape. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb. Going but, bananas for this stuff. Come was, on now. It was fun, though. And we all you know, thought we were going to make money, and I would have. Yeah. Goddamn Robin Hood. It seemed like, it seemed like I don't know, there were some people who were like, I want to make money, and also, but another huge part of it was like, let's just fuck this system. Is it, right. it, it was fascinating. It was the anarchy it appeal to it, but yeah. also like you could profit off it. Like You yeah. could like stick it to the man and the 1% and all that kind Make of stuff. Make a buck doing it too. Exactly. Come on now. Like, I would have done that for free. <laughs> I had a friend who worked in finance and uh, his attitude during all of that was these guys don't know what they're doing. They're not as smart. They, they're like was really condescending about it. That's what made it fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I told him. I said, your attitude is the reason they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you been a part of any other, like, cause I, re- I'm actually reminding me of like internet forums are a fun place when things are being released or happening. Have you ever oh, experienced yeah. that Mike? Like I remember when the, the new Daft Punk album was coming out and I was on the Daft Punk Reddit and it was just like weeks of like conversations. <laughs> it's like such fun. Have you experienced anything like that? On an online forum, I'm trying to think. Um, nothing like is really coming to mind. You're, I, I, you're not a big online guy. <laughs> I don't really do anything. I don't I, have a like, computer. Yeah, do I, you I, even have a Reddit account? No. Uh, no. Yes, I do. I, I I've never posted anything. Mr. Spank. I, I have. A, <laughs> no. Hey, <laughs> I have a Reddit account for our Patreon uh, bonus episode where we have an advice show, but that's really oh. all I use it for. I think the only thing that is like comparable is like I like. Um, I like going to concerts and stuff like that where it's like I'm a very big John Mayer fan and I like to be there early with all the other people who are like, did you see him here? Or like, he's probably going to play this. Or they, yeah, like I think like I saw on this thing last time that like yesterday in Atlanta, he he played these songs. So he's probably not going to play that. And just like kind of the excitement of like being like, oh, I've, I've heard this version of like, I definitely get it. If like it's yeah. it's fun. Again, going back to what Josh said of like being with the like self, uh, the, the self-described like nerds of just being like, no one is watching. We can all like fucking stay whatever we want. Like I really think. Yeah, you no know, one's judging. We're all here in line to buy the same game. At exactly. Midnight. Like we're no one's here like to judge and like just like nerds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Why would you be here? Exactly. No, just that absolute like buzz. I'm trying to think of like uh, like a, your example of like a Daft Punk or something. Like nothing comes to mind at the moment. But well, I know the even adrenaline. With you're friends, talking about. has there been a thing that you were like all texting about? So excited for it to come out or? Um. I think I am getting the the, the word think is just getting bigger and bigger in my brain. I I honestly think though, I mean, John Mayer again, I don't know why I'm just all talking about John Mayer. He posted the other day of, um, a, a couple of days ago, he said, like, it just posted a picture of, like, a stool. It just, he just posted a picture that said, like, 126. He took his shit and put a picture of it. Uh, it was just, like, a blue stool, and then it was just, like, one, like, January 26th. That's all he said. So I did have, like, my group of friends who I've seen him on tour with yeah. and stuff. I was like, he's going to Ikea on January 26th. <laughs> he's doing his Ikea trip. He's going to be there. We got to go to Burbank. Uh, of Like, that was the thing where, like, I had multiple people that know that I'm a fan reaching out of, like, 
Uh, that was when Blink-182 announced they were doing that thing, too. That was a day that, like, my my Instagram blew up of many, many people being like, have you seen this? Like, uh-huh. oh my God, like they're going to be, they're doing a tour. They're going to do this. And it was like those two things of like the 126 for John Mayer thing, but like he left his label. Like, is he doing a solo tour? Is he doing a new album? Is he like, what yeah. is he doing? And like, that's fucking a blast of getting different people's perspective of like, I'm going to call this person. Cause you know, they work in the biz and they maybe have a little more insight or like my friend said that I think it was going to be this. The buzz of that is just, it's just super fucking exciting. Oh, and GameStop was a buzz. Josh, I'm I'm so happy. I've never talked to anyone who was part of it. And it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, what a, yeah, it was funny when you asked me to be on this and you told me that GameStop was a thing. I was like, well, I have personal <laughs> I, painful yeah. experience. I cannot wait to relive this trauma. You can tell your grandchildren, you know, I was there. <laughs> I was an ape. I was an ape. <laughs> My hands were diamonds. <laughs> I love the diamond hands. Uh, like, I just it made me think of so many people who, like, got into it for the wrong reason of being like, there's no wrong reason. <laughs> well, just some people who were like, we got to get in. And then like, it started crashing. They're like, no guys like diamond hands. We got hold, right? Yeah. Hold, hold. And it's like, you just, I think you're just losing all your money. You're like, no, come on guys. Like, fuck the, fuck this. Like <laughs> we, we got to like screw these guys. Right. It's like, dude, it's over. I yeah. don't know. Was that a hard day for you when you were like, I just got to like, yeah. Call this well, yeah. When I like, it deleted that bookmark for that Reddit page. Was like, <laughs> I'm not, well, I'm anymore. not an ape anymore. Yeah. And yeah, it was a bummer. I think I sold two when it finally let me sell, even though they were still half. And I kept one for a oh, while just oh. to see if it would go back up eventually. And then it still never did. So I still ended up eventually selling that final one for like about the same as the other two. So yeah, lost half of that money. That sucks. Oof. But I, well, then Josh, the last question that we want to ask before we, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. You've, been, you've been such a great friend and it's been an awesome episode. We are starting to kind of get curious about, do you want to phrase the question? Do you yeah, want to, sure. Like, so obviously, well, this has been, that was GameStop. And the, <laughs> that was GameStop. The, the kind of, it's a new question we want to ask guests at the end, which is like investing is obviously money and stocks, but life, you can invest in so much more than just stocks and life. So out of curiosity, we can even share, but uh, for you mostly, uh, what is a good or bad investment you've made recently? For me, I bought a carbon steel pan and I love it. It's making cooking <laughs> easier. It's been a great investment. I, and I think that could that could also even be like investing your you know time. financially investing yeah. your time. Is there anything that you've your invested love, time your in? Spirit. <laughs> is there anything that comes to mind off the bat? Yeah, I'd say my positive investment of like time and just for like health would be going to the gym. Yeah, um, I was doing it regularly. Does that for, work? Yeah, that that doesn't work. Does <laughs> it? <laughs> hey, if it doesn't try on the first try, don't. <laughs> uh, no, I was doing it regularly for years before the pandemic. And yeah, like, yeah, I was like in the best shape I'd ever been in. It was and that was the best mental health state I'd ever been in too. There was like a, I noticed a direct correlation to that. Yeah, and then you know all the gyms shut down and everything, and my mental health and physical health just plummeted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I'm just now like two weeks ago started to get back into nice. working out regularly again i'm starting to feel like a little bit of like the physical results but then also like feeling just better like my overall just like attitude and like outlook on stuff like okay yeah i missed the way i feel after you know working out and feel like i'm doing something positive that's good for me and yeah so that would say that's my personal investment is just like taking an hour a day a few days a week and just going to the gym and just getting it done and then you feel better the rest of the day Hell yeah. Are you doing morning or afternoon, evening, all over the I place? I usually go afternoon, but that's it's mostly just dictated by when my gym is the slowest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've tried doing the morning just to get it out of the way. It's a little hard to stick to that long term because like after like the third or fourth morning, like, I don't want to just wake up yeah. and immediately start working out. But also the gym was busier then anyway. So it was like a lose-lose. Yeah. So I, I usually go around like three in the afternoon, 
uh, wait, to, you know, a couple of hours after I've eaten lunch and then yeah, yeah. go. And the gym is usually pretty slow, so you're not like waiting for equipment and stuff. That sounds pretty great. I also want to, I also was curious about like, or not even curious, I want to commend you of, I think another investment I, I watched you do was your TikTok is super fucking funny. Oh, thanks. And if you guys are listening to this because you like video games, you have a lot of content that's not video game related, but sure. I, I think it's a consistent, it's clear that you like video games because they come up very often. Yeah, that was, I guess that was another thing during quarantine that was like, a, you know, an investment was just having a, had no other creative outlet. So yeah. I joined TikTok and started making skits with just me and my phone and just as a way to do something. And yeah, so I had a pretty tight schedule for that. was putting out a video almost every day. That's great. It just was something that you just kind of started doing. And it was like, oh, like, because it was also like everyone was like, TikTok, what is happening? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it would just like... Like Josh would keep popping up and it was like, and then I would talk to you you're like, yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just doing it every day. <laughs> and it really is. It's really interesting because that was, oh my fucking God, it's 2023. It was almost like two or three years ago. Yeah. Like the, the consistency pieces, I, I thought that was really interesting to watch your videos, like get better. And you, and I don't like, you know, where you come up with all these ideas, but you just kind of like, did you, did you find like, does the consistency of your posting help you like stay creative or do you like. Uh, do you mind if I ask? Because also, you do so many. Do you like sit down at the beginning of the month and you're like, I'm going to do these ideas? Or... I want to get to the. I want my goal for this year is to be, get down to like a regular schedule. Like I want to like spend one day a week writing at least five sketches. Yeah. And then the next day shoot all five, and then yeah. the next day mm-hmm. edit all five, and then I've got and then I can just post one a day, and that way I've got like the next week's of videos. I have yet to achieve that, <laughs> and so I usually write one. Set all the camera lights that yep. up, film one, yeah. edit one, post one. And I've spent <laughs> all these hours making one video, and then I repeat it every day. But if I can just do the setup of the equipment once, just stand there, change shirts, whatever, film five videos, <laughs> then that part's done. So I want, that's one of my big goals that I want to accomplish soon yeah. is to just like actually schedule that stuff out. So I'm not spending so much time repeating. The right. setup and everything was like, this would save me so much time in a week if I would just, if you like... you could just bang out, like, a couple in a day. Mm-hmm. But that's what's always so interesting to me about, like, anything creative. And, like, now that you have so many videos, and it, they, they are just great. And they bring a lot of joy to a lot of people. But the idea of, like, just being, like... It's always funny, like, watching someone who has this creative thing. Even, like, our show that we've been doing for a long time of, like, it's... It's interesting when you are kind of your own boss of someone being, like, so what happens, like, if you don't post one? And right. it's, like, I guess it's, like... Nothing. <laughs> I guess nothing. Yeah, it's no like, one knows. I let myself down, and I'm neurotic yeah. enough that I just don't want to miss it. But. Exactly. Yeah. No one else knows your deadline. Like, I don't post, like, on my bio, like, new video every day at 5 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then they know to expect that. But, like, that, you know, was my goal to, like, have a new video out at least five a week. Um, and then, like, yeah, I would get upset at myself if I didn't meet that, and then I beat myself up. And then it was like, well, okay, well, now this thing that I was doing for, like, creativity and joy is now it's feeling like a like job. A, yeah. I'm like, yeah. well, then that's, that's not what I want to get out of this. Yeah. So I have, like, taken, like, a couple weeks off here and there, just like, all right, just don't. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm also not going to put out a video if I don't actually like it, just to meet exactly. my deadline. Like, yeah, this one's kind of dumb. I don't really like it, but I guess I'll post it because I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The self-imposed, the self-imposed deadline of a. Uh media like that is fucking not stressful. real yeah. i guess yeah. although i guess for some youtube i mean people eventually that's the secret is that whenever my friends who are like i have a couple friends who wanted to be youtubers and mm-hmm. like i was just like they have teams like those yeah they're, they're like, not actually the people you're trying to emulate have teams just like make good stuff and put it out when it's good and like 
you'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you can hire someone to edit it and be like, just make sure this, like, I'll shoot it and like you just do it. It's like, that's much more attainable if you're hiring out. Yeah. But, well, anyway, Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is great. Oh, also, what is your TikTok? People should go look at you on TikTok. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's my last name, which you know. I do. P A T T O N. Yep. It's Patton underscore Josh. That's my name on all social media stuff. You guys got to go and find out about this sweet, sweet content. It's really <laughs> great. Um, it's on Instagram, too. Yeah. It is It is on Instagram, too. Coming soon to YouTube once I upload Woo! all those old videos. Those shorts, though. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, Josh, thank you. You've been, you've been su- super super great coming in. We really appreciate you, ha- you coming on the pod. It was a great time. Yeah, it was fun. Ken, anything else we got to add before we wrap this thing up? No, thank you for coming on, Josh. It was great talking to you. And uh, hey, if you guys uh, subscribe to our show, subscribe to our show. We have an ad for the Patreon already in the middle of the show. But yeah, so yeah, you know. Thank you for watching. If you're watching this, hello. I don't know what the clip. <laughs> Stop looking at the hello. At the I don't end. know what yeah. the clip's gonna be. Maybe it'll be the bean can. Maybe it'll be the uh, diamond ants. I don't know. <laughs> but guys, thanks so much for coming out. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Paper Jam Podcast. New episodes come out every Thursday. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at the Paper Jam Pod or shoot us an email at thepaperjampod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you like what you hear, check out our Patreon where Mike and I post bonus episodes, videos, and other sweet, sweet content for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Music for this. Audio.